0: I have no clue of how many days are to Christmas. Do you have that, Richard? No. Okay. No way. I'm trying to get rid of my dumb smartphone. So, uh, you yeah, know, the ancient. We're going to get rid of that soon. So I can't even tell you. I can't even get online to tell you what that is. But somebody will find out that info and get it to you. But seven days till Easter. So come and just celebrate with us next week. Um, just got some great opportunity for dance and uh, for some message and some word, and um, so I just encourage you in that uh, as well. Um, it's an awesome day. It's my wife's birthday, so she knew she knew she had to get that. She was gonna get that. Um, that's right. She's she's two years older than me today. For for one month, or at least one month, she's two years older. That's right. So it's a good day um it's also my mom's birthday i thought she might come but yeah got a double dip on that one that hurts the bank (laughs) that hurts the piggy bank when you start double that's like having a somebody uh uh, (laughs) being born on christmas right and then you gotta like double dip at the same time right or you try to skim it down and but it doesn't work all right today um We're going to continue in the, uh, kind of the thing that Ron had been uh, working on uh, before he left, and that was valuing God's voice. And the Lord uh, had really been just speaking to me. Last time I spoke, I just spoke on this word about being convinced. And a lot of times we know, we know it here, but to be convinced about something is when you, like, you don't, like, there's no conning you out of it. There's no, like, it's there. Like, I'm convinced that. That, that he is a guy that is faithful. I'm convinced that he's a guy that heals. Talked about that. I'm convinced. Those are things. And today, today, just want to just encourage you about his voice. Being convinced that he speaks and that his voice is there to, for us. Um, I just wanted to hit this last scripture. The scripture I talked about a lot last time was the Second Timothy 1:12. Go on there, Amy. Uh, for this reason. I also suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed. Okay? And I am convinced. There's a place and a level that he believed, but then he said, no, I'm convinced. That he's what? That God is able to guard that which I entrust to him till that day. And there's a place that sometimes we need to be convinced because there's going to be things that we need to entrust to God. You know, Our very lives, our future You know, things that we don't know, things that we can't control, things that we, you know, a lot of us like to know the day day by day. I want to know what I'm doing a year and five years, but I don't know that. I've got to be able to be convinced that God's a guy that he's faithful, and I can entrust that to him. Um, And, you know, I just see it as I'm a math guy. Sorry, I graduated math. But it's just the equal sign of life. Like, I'm convinced. Like, two plus two, most of you guys are convinced that what? That's four. I mean, if somebody said five, you'd be like, well, I know, sorry, you know, but that's not right. You know, I know this. I am convinced. And we can get up in some, you know, upper levels of calculus, and you might not be so convinced. But we know the two plus two is what? Four. All right? I want us to be so convinced that God speaks convinced. You know? Uh, I, I was thinking about it today, the other day, just as I was preparing, I was like, Jim Ebel, wheelchair, heel. Like, I want to be that equal sign. Like, I I want to see those as opportunities. I don't want to see them as, gosh, I hope so's and maybe so's and is maybe God this way or maybe. No, I want to be convinced that that's who he is. That's who he said he is. That's who he said he's going to be. That's what we're going to talk about today. You know, I just thought about, well, what's the importance of his voice? And look at these two passages. Well, convincing. Three things. Sorry, go back to that one. I want three things that I want you to be convinced after we talk today. That God speaks, that I God speaks to me. I think a lot of us know that God speaks. We probably would go at least go to the Word and say, yeah, God speaks. But are you convinced that God speaks to you? That's a different level, isn't it? Totally different level. And then the last one is that be convinced that you can hear. I can believe that God speaks to me, but I can believe also that I'm, if I'm not convinced that I can hear, I think sometimes that's gonna be cut short, cut off. Alright, so these three things, that's what we want to be convinced of today. Alright? Go ahead, Damien. Importance of his voice. Through really the avenue of faith. You remember this whole Romans ten seventeen passage? Faith comes through what? Hearing. And if I'm hearing something, then it's probably being what? Proclaimed. It's being spoken. It's being that's what it says. And hearing by the word of Christ. And so, um, a little quick uh, Greek lesson. There's two words in the. There's two words for word in the word. How about that? Do you like that? There's two types of words. One's logos. anybody know what logos is? Logos when it says says that's for the written word. There's also a word for word, and that's rhema. And rhema means spoken word. And that's this word. You know. So what God is saying is that faith comes through hearing and hearing the spoken word of God. And we'll look in a minute. God speaks all sorts of different ways, but God, this is the avenue of faith. If I want my faith to grow, if I want my faith to to climb, then what does that, Where is it going? What's the avenue? Hearing the word of God, hearing Him speak it to me. You know, it might be this word of God. It might be the written word, but He needs. I want Him to speak it into me. I want Him to breathe it into me. I want Him to just declare it into me. All right. Go on to the next one. Really, true living depends on it. Look at Matthew four four. He answered and said this is when Jesus was tempted. This was at the crux of his, you know, temptation. You know, he'd been in the uh, wilderness forty days, and, and uh, he came out, and of course, uh, he's hungry. So the, the the tempter says, "Why don't you turn these stones to bread? Satisfy yourself, fulfill yourself, do it in the flesh. Why don't you know, do that?" God, and this was his response. This is Jesus' response. He answered, man shall not live on bread alone, but what? On every word, spoken word, rhema word, that proceeds from the what? Mouth of God. So our true living depends on whether we are hearing the word of God. Um, I can't depend on bread alone. doesn't say you can't. I mean, you you need bread. (laughs) You need to live. But really, truly, to truly live, it's the word of God. It's the spoken word of God. I pray that that becomes so real to us, that the bread of his word becomes so much more than the bread of this world. That, you know, I think we all look forward to, you know, heading out the door at some point today and grabbing whatever. We always go to Moe's. But, you know, the reality is just, you know, going somewhere to just eat and get refreshed. But the reality is that, man, I love that when Jesus said, you know, this food, is the food is not, my food is to do the will of God. That that was his food. That was his substance. You yeah, know, that's right. So it's really important that I have, I'm able to hear the voice of God because really true living depends on it, all right? So first thing you want to do is just go into this whole thing about being convinced. Being convinced that what? God speaks, okay? Uh, and, just, and I was just thinking about this. You know, think about it from just day one. Day one, what's the very first thing that God does? I mean, you go to Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Earth was formless void. Y'all know that. And then the third verse, all of a sudden, God opens his mouth and he speaks. And you've got you to realize, why do I need the voice of God in my life? Because it creates. It creates life. I mean, he said, let there be light, and there was what? Light. Why do I need him to speak? Because I want him to speak creative life. That's why I want to, when I see Jimmy, over there, I want to see him speak resurrection. Out of that wheelchair, speaking life uh, into his into his being, but you keep going, and he he called the day, night, and then he, God said, "Let there be an expanse in the midst, and there was an expanse. Let there be the bir- the birds of the field and the beasts of the field, and all that, and the birds of the air. Don't I guess the birds don't go in the field, but the, <laughs> the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and there was there was, and you start realizing that." God spoke and all of a sudden created. created. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't know. God could have just you know, I don't know thought it or whatever. I mean, I guess he could have just waved his hand and said, "Boom, there it is." But for some reason he spoke it. And I think there's so much power in his spoken word that it creates things. It creates life. And then he, and it was cool also the, the thing he did every time he, he ended up when he made the beast of field and, and God he, he he says, um, "Then think God created man in his own image. In verse 28, God blessed them. There's something about what God wants to do about speaking blessing into your life. I, mean, I love that about the Jewish uh, people. They're such a people of blessing. Like they speak blessing over their kids. They speak blessing into people's lives. And there's power. They understand the power that uh, we, we need to capture a hold of that. You kept a hold of the power that we have to bless, the power of words to bless. But God did it from the beginning. And if you start looking through this word, I mean, you go you go through every facet of this word, there's avenues that God spoke. Whether it was through the prophets, uh, through, uh, you know, Moses going up on the mountain and God speaking to them face to face. You know, they came down, you know, the prophets, you know, you just keep going through the prophets. You go through the pro- Psalms. What's Psalms? What, what did David do? Was he just out there kind of just writing around writing stuff? No, he was hearing he was talking to God through journaling that's probably what he was doing. all he was doing was journaling, and all of a sudden you you look through the psalms and all of a sudden it'll switch voices and all of a sudden you'll realize, wait a minute, God's talking to David. That's what the Psalms are about, just journaling uh you go through you know the New Testament about what god how God through His Holy Spirit, began to speak into people's lives. Even in back in the Revelation. What's the Revelation? He who has an ear, let the let him what? Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. So from the front to the back, God doesn't ever stop ceasing to speak. Isn't that amazing? I got, that, that's the power. That's the power of what He wants to do. So I want to convince you today, God speaks. Looking at this next one, uh, well, I just put up there, He speaks in different ways. Uh, he speaks through the Spirit of God, the Word of God prophetically, dreams, visions, angels. He speaks through creation. Uh there's on on and on. I mean I, I just put some dots there because there's really an infinite amount of ways that God speaks in different through that. Uh going, we'll look at a passage here in a second of how the three different things he spoke. Go ahead. There, Amy. Look at this this we'll look at this one. Example of Philip. I love this example. Uh in Acts, uh Eight twenty-five through forty, and three. There's three different ways that God speaks just to Philip in this passage. It's amazing. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Okay, we don't get a whole lot of that. I mean, most people that I talk to don't say angels are speaking to me all the time. But there, there is a facet that um, that an angel, angels do speak. But I love, I love this. Angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Get up and go to south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. What kind of road was that? Desert road. Okay, I probably would need an angel to speak to me to say, get up and go to the desert. Without any explanation, nothing. Just get up and go. All right? So he got up and went. And there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Canis, queen of Ethiopians who was in charge of all of treasure, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship. Okay? So he's on the road to Gaza. He didn't know where he was going. The angels just said, go. All right? Look at this next question. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said, wasn't an angel, this time, the spirit of God spoke to Philip and said, "What? go up and join this chariot okay this is this is God speaking evangelism okay very this is amazing this is God when we hear what God's saying, and we walk in it. It's amazing that hey, when we get there, it's like, okay, it didn't make sense at first, but now it's making some sense, okay." Go up and go to Gaza. Well, what for, God? Just go to Gaza. All right? And then all of a sudden, so Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet. And he said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, well, how could I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. That's the easiest uh, evangelistic uh, endeavor that probably Philip's ever had, you know? Look at this next one. He was reading, I wonder what scripture he's reading in Isaiah. That's amazing. Uh, he was reading this scripture. He's led as a, sleep, as a sheep to slaughter, as a lamb before its shears. He does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will relate his generation, for his life is removed. Who's he talking about here in, in Isaiah? Wow, isn't that amazing? Just so happens that God speaks. Go to Gaza. Just so happens that God speaks into his spirit. Go up to that chariot. Just so happens to be the guys reading about Jesus. Isn't amazing, isn't that amazing? I think that's amazing. That is awesome. You know, answered Philip and said, "Please tell me." You wish everybody that you <laughs> went up to. Every, can you tell me about this Jesus? We don't get that every time, but don't expect it every time either. But these are they. They do happen. Please tell me, who does the prophet say of this, of himself or someone else? First, Philip opened his mouth and started proclaiming to Jesus. He got to lead the guy to the Lord, got to baptize him right there, and then all of a sudden he was taken away. Isn't that amazing? But God spoke, number one, through an angel, spoke through his spirit, and spoke through the word of God. Three time, three different ways, even in this passage, and the guy gets saved. Okay? So it's not about trying to focus on one way or the other, it's focusing on, what, how God, what are you doing? What are you saying? What are you speaking? I love it this morning, God spoke. Through Miranda, in relationship to just a vision that she had gotten and was able to speak to us, that's spoken to me. I hope it did into to you. Uh, you know, Tulio with his nice little uh, Martinsville—not Martinsville—you didn't go to Martinsville, uh, whatever Speedway, Motor Um, But you know, just speaking through that, God speaks through the worship, man. Those, those songs—I mean, when he was sitting there, hitting, I mean, Haley's sitting that new song, "Power uh, of the Cross." Good grief, man! I mean, you start thinking about the exchange that God's asking us to uh, take there. And it's like, man, wow, you speak all different ways. It's amazing. I think sometimes we make it harder because we're like, does God speak or does he even speak? It's no, it's like, how many ways does he speak? How many ways does he speak? Go on. Uh, and I think the main way God speaks to, to us is his Holy Spirit in us. speaks. And what If, if God's in us and God is, Speaking for it is not you who speak, but it is the spirit of your father who speaks. Where, in you. So if it's in you, what's it going to sound like? Is it going to sound audible? Well, not necessarily. Sometimes it'll feel audible. Sometimes, but I think it's thoughts. It's like he's speaking by his Holy Spirit into us, and speaks as in, in thoughts. Now, of course, we'll look at the problem with that. Is that how many thoughts do we have inside of us? Well, it could be what our thoughts it could be. Thoughts of, that the enemy's trying to put uh, speak into us could be God. I mean, so there's a lot of this whole thing about hearing the voice of God. Sometimes it's a little complex just because there's too, there's so many voices, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Keep going. All right. So that's convinced. I just want you to be convinced that God speaks. He speaks in a lot of different ways, and I can and I can start to see that through the Word. And I just encourage you. Just take the Word and say, God, show me how you spoke. Show me how you speak. Show me how you speak today, how you walk that out. I want to be convinced that God speaks to me. Sorry if I, I've been having this cough, so I, <laughs> I will give short of breath here every once in a while. I want to be convinced that God speaks to me. I just don't want to. I want to. I don't want to know that God speaks, and then great, everybody else hears. Everybody else seems to hear up there on the laminate, or I, or that guy that's speaking up front. He surely seems to hear something, but I don't know. If I hear much. I don't even know if God really speaks to me. I want you to be convinced of that. Look at this, John 14. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative. But whatever he hears, he's going to speak. So the Holy Spirit's hearing from God, and then he's doing what? He's going to download it for us. Look at this. He will disclose to you what is to come. He's going. He will glorify me for he will take of mine this is awesome. He's taken from the Father and he's going to disclose it to you. All right. All things that the Father are, has are mine. Therefore I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. When I take something and disclose it to Ben, am I just I mean, how is he gonna get that? If I or, I mean, can he get it any other way than me? speaking that into him. i guess i could write it down but there's a, there's, a, there's that facet of the word of god but there's when i disclose something to somebody i am downloading that i'm speaking that into him i believe the holy spirit does that now i know that there's times where i've been reading the word of god i don't know if it's happened to you i've read the passage probably 50 times but all of a sudden on the 51st time all of a sudden i'm like wow that wow whoa there's something that i haven't seen before and all of a sudden god speaks to me something that I've never even seen before. And that's that's a cool facet of how God walks. I mean, think about John 10. Truly I say to you, he who does not enter the door into the fold of the sheep but climbs up some other way, he's a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. Okay? So how how does the sheep know how to follow? Look on to this next part. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep what? Hear his voice. How are we gonna follow God? How are we gonna follow him? I need to hear his voice. And like I said, there's so many different ways that God speaks. But I want to know that he speaks. Alright? He called I love this. He calls his sheep what? By name and leads them out. It's personal. There's a place where he is calling you out. He's calling you up not just just saying something to you, calling you personally. Like he's saying your name. Like I, that's why I love it. I love journal. I love journaling. I, my things. The Lord has really convicted me. He's like, Mitch, you've been missing out on just some walking with me. Cause I, I used to journal a lot. And I've kind of gotten away, and Lord started getting showing me that even through journaling, that God's calling me out by name. A lot of times He'll just say, "Mitch, you know, this, this, and this," and it's like, wow, that's that's powerful. And it starts getting on that personal level. I love that he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he puts forth his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. All right, keep going. Strangers they simply will not follow, but flee for him because they do not know the voice of strangers. I think sometimes I think we know, I, I think we are convinced that we know the voice of strangers a lot more than we know the voice of God. I want that to switch. I want us to be so convinced about his voice that there's no way I'm going to follow anybody else's because I'll I'll recognize it. I'll be like, "Mm, no, that's not the voice of God. That has condemnation about it. There's sometimes I can have some conviction, yeah. But condemnation, is that of the Lord? I don't think so. There is no condemnation in Christ. So what, what am I hearing? How am I hearing it? I'm going to start learning, all right? Keep going. I love this. He, this is the covenant that I will make with him. In, in Hebrews eight, after those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds. I will write them on their hearts. They will be. Their, I will be their God. They shall be my people. This is the covenant that he's trying to make with us. Is that I, we're going to be his people? We're going to walk with him. Now look at this. He says, um, "Go ahead, Amy." Uh, and they shall not teach everyone as fellow citizens. To know the Lord. Because back in the day, you had to teach somebody to know the Lord. You know, when the priest sat up there and talked, you know, they knew the Lord, and he was proclaiming what the Lord was saying. And that's really the only way that that people heard heard the voice of God a lot of times. All right?
1: But he's saying, for all will know me. How do you know
0: somebody? Isn't there communication on that? I mean, isn't there a place of depth that that I don't just know about somebody? I don't know about God. How do I know God personally? He's speaking to me, and I'm speaking to him. I'm hearing his voice in so many different places. I love that. All will know me from the least to the greatest. So are you in that category today? I don't care where you're putting yourself. If you think not so great about yourself, you put yourself in the least. You're still hearing God. You You still can know God. That's all right. Paul put himself, I'm, you know, I'm the least. sorry, all right. There's a place that, least to the greatest, he wants you to know him. All right, keep going. All right, last thing to be convinced. I want to be convinced that what? I don't want to be just convinced that God speaks. I don't want to be just convinced that God speaks to me and know, I know it. Because the problem is if I'm convinced that God speaks to me and I'm not hearing him. How, how many is that, what is that called? Big frustration? Isn't that right? So, I mean, there's a place where if I know God speaks to me and I'm not hearing Him, that's frustration. Okay, so I need to be convinced that I can hear, right? And God God wants me to hear. I love this. I'm Another one of these math guys. You know, you know the if-then statements, right? Unless you all hit those somewhere in your lifetime. I love this one because this one has about six if statements. So you know that that then statement is going to be pretty powerful, right? But listen to this. If you will receive my word, place where i gotta receive the word i gotta i gotta reach out and grab it all right treasure my commands within you make my what You're attentive we'll talk about that in just a second incline my heart to understanding okay there's about four big ifs keep going if you will cry for discernment if you'll lift your voice for understanding if you'll seek your silver and search for its hidden treasures then here we go then what am I going to discover? What am I going to discover the knowledge of who God is? There's a place that God wants to make our ears attentive. God wants to empower us to hear, so that what we can discover who He is. Like He, He doesn't want to hide Himself from us at all. He wants us to know him. He wants to know who He is. I love that. Um, For you will discern the fear of the Lord. Discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He wants to speak knowledge and understanding into it. I'm believing that wholeheartedly. All right? Keep going. You know, you, you heard about me say this in Revelation. I mean, this is this scripture is in there about, I don't know, seven, eight times. He who has an ear. Everybody has an ear? All right, just checking. Everybody has an ear? He who has an ear. But you got to have the problem is, is I can't just have physical ears. I need to incline my spiritual ears to hear. Okay? Let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the churches. God, he wants to speak to the church. He wants to speak to the body of Christ. For this one, in, in this church, he was speaking, to him who overcomes, I will grant to eat from the tree of life, which is the paradise of God. All right? So he who has an ear. let him hear. You can hear. I believe it. I know it. You can hear. All right, we're gonna see if I'm having trouble here, and then we're gonna look at that in just a second. Go on there. All right. So what if I am having trouble? We're gonna look at that now. What if I am having trouble hearing? All right. Look, look at these scriptures, uh, Deuteronomy. I want to make sure I'm, doing, I'm not sure. I want to. If I'm walking in fear, sometimes I won't hear the Lord. Look at these. Look at the Old Testament and these words the Lord spoke to all your assembly at the mountain from the midst of the fire. Of the cloud and of the thick gloom, with a great voice, he added no more. He wrote them on two tablets of stone and gave them to me. So this is Moses getting the Ten Commandments, right? You going? And when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness, while the mountain was burning with fire, you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders. You said, "Behold, the Lord our God has shown us His glory, His greatness. We have what heard His voice and what." In the midst of the fire, we have seen today that God speaks with man, and yet he what lives? Because they they were probably there's a lot of the reality. Back then is like man if God speaks. Well, you're, you're you're done for. Like you can't hear the God and, and live. But he's saying, wait, we just heard God speak and we live. But the problem is now. Keep going. Now, then, why should we die? Like, what? For this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the Lord God. Our any longer we will die so all of a sudden they were hearing god but then all of a sudden they got what fearful they allow fear to come in like am i really yeah can i really am i really hearing god you know for who is there of all flesh who has heard the voice of the living god speaking from the midst of the fire as we haven't lived well you guys just did right i mean they just heard the voice of god and lived but now they're questioning whether they're going to live go near Now, then they speak this to Moses. Go near and hear all that the Lord our God says. Then speak to us that the Lord our God speaks to you, and we will hear and do it. You know how long that lasted? We will hear and do it. That lasted until they got down the mountain, then they started, what, throwing gold in a fire, and all of a sudden they got the what? Golden calf, and then all of a sudden they did what? Wow, this is the God that brought us out of Egypt. Yeah. How long does that last? That's what God's saying. I don't, I don't want you to just hear from uh, Mitch or Rick or Ron, whoever stands in this position. I don't want you to come every Sunday just to hear this person hear from God and go and speak it, and then that's what I live on. I can't live on that. I have to live on every word that proceeds from the mouth, from the mouth of God, for me. You can hear me and take what I say, and if it's word, take what I say and live it. That's awesome. That is a part of hearing God. Hearing God is listening to a word that is spoken, but the biggest thing is that I don't want to get in fear to where I can't hear. You know, I, mean, I don't know. I don't. I just I can't come near to God because He doesn't want to speak. The problem because I do this with my kids. I'll say to Kristen, you know, my youngest. I'll say, go tell Caleb to, you know, turn that down. And of course, he goes. She goes and tells him to turn it down. Does that work? Does that work? Okay, if you don't have kids, that doesn't work. I end up giving to get up and then go tell Caleb the same thing I just told Kinsey to tell him. Now, you, th- you would think that would work because I'm giving my authority to Kristen, which, you know, that's skeptical. but And, it's just, and she's taking it. You never know what she's going to take and say to Caleb at that point. Dad said, you know, whatever, you know. She's smart. That's right. She's going to say something probably. But it doesn't work. Like. When when all of a sudden, that's what, that's what it, it just doesn't work, I need to hear it from, from me. Because when I hear God speak it to me, I am empowered to go live that out. All right? It's not, I mean, you can say, oh, that's great, Mitch. You got it down. Great. Awesome. You can go live that out. No, I don't want to. I'm trying to live this out too. I want us to live it out of the body. Us to live it. All right, so fear, that's one thing. What's the next one? Definitely making sure we deal with our heart. Look at this. Three times in the book of Hebrews it speaks this scripture in Psalm. It says, come, let us worship, bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. He is our God. We are His people. Okay? You ever see that? That old this connection thing. We are the people of His pasture, the sheep of His hand. Today if you would hear His voice. Okay? Okay, there's an if in there. There's a place that He's speaking, but I've got to be able to hear it. Well, why wouldn't I be able to hear it? What, what's verse 8 say? Why weren't they able to hear it? Do not what? Harden your heart like in the day of whatever, as in the day of whatever in the wilderness, right? That's, they harden their heart. Like sometimes when we hear the voice of God, sometimes we can harden our heart. Sometimes maybe it's not something I want to hear or maybe he's speaking you know, to, to wait and I need to walk in that or maybe whatever it might be. Sometimes if we, we can get in that place where we're, we harden our heart for the word. And, and and Hebrews was so, he got stuck on this verse. because three times in the book of Hebrews, he speaks it. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. As when they provoke me. Go on to the next one. Encourage one another day after day, as long as it's still called today. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Look at the next one. I mean, within, what, two chapters, he speaks it three times. He again fixes the day, today. Through David, after a long time, just as he said, today if you hear his voice, do you think God's trying to get something through? When God speaks something three times in this, within two chapters, I think I should
1: catch on Yeah, today. I think that's what Julia was
0: saying, today. Today is a day that I can get that, Not tomorrow, today. You know, I don't have to wait an hour, I don't have to wait in. I can hear God today. And we just need to process that. That's something that our hearts has been hardened to the voice of God. Maybe uh, we heard Him speak something and it hasn't come to pass. And we've gotten hurt or bitter about that. That's can not happen. That, that is the hard part. That is the hard part about hearing God. You know, being able to discern and hear out what God's saying. And put that in a season. You know, because sometimes we hear God. I could hear God, uh, you're going to go to Africa. Well, if I go to, does that mean I should... Get on the plane tomorrow, or does that mean I need to prepare? I mean, what? Is, so even when we hear God say something, I got to put that in a whole big bigger context and just hear it. And whoa, okay, I'll go do it. Right, I got to know know what He's saying. and what's All right, last one: dealing with unbelief and doubt. Look at this Hebrews. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they did. Okay, so the new uh, news was preached to them. Okay, but it didn't profit them. Why? Why didn't it profit them? Because they didn't unite it with what faith. It was not united by faith in those who heard. Okay, and so there's a place sometimes when we're hearing the word of God and we know it's the word of God, but I don't unite it with faith. I don't say, I don't speak the yes and the amen to that. I'm like, mm, I don't know, or maybe I'm not feeling that today, or maybe no, I don't know that that just doesn't connect. There's a place where faith has to rise up, and that's. That's why, remember, faith comes through what? Come on now. Faith comes through what? Hearing and hearing the, the Word of God, spoken Word of God. All right? Keys to hearing, okay? I, I would hate to just tell you, well, if you're having trouble hearing, sorry. <laughs> I hope, hope you, hope you uh, can figure that out on your own, all right? That would be a little bit mean. So I'm going to share some things that may be some keys to try to start hearing the voice if I'm not. And maybe sometimes even just fine tuning if I am hearing the voice of God. Just some things that you can think about. Number one thing is just discern the voice that we're hearing. Okay? They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God among the trees of the garden. This is the fall. Then the Lord God called the man and said, Where are you? All right. Go on to there. And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked so I hid myself, and this is the Lord. Just really, not, and maybe it's not 100% of the application, but I just felt like the Lord was saying this to us. So you who told
1: you that you were naked? Like who?
0: Who told you that you were naked? Okay. Part of that was the fact that they had eaten from the tree, and that that all of a sudden awakened their eyes. But
1: yeah, you
0: know, it's amazing how the enemy says. Isn't it funny how the enemy comes and you know, tempts you and gets you to try to do something? And then when he gets you to do something, then he'll come right behind it and say, man, I told you you were that way. Gosh, I can't believe you did that. Isn't that. Nobody else deals that with me? I mean, isn't that funny how he'll kind of tempt you so hard to do it. Then he do it and then he's like, gosh, I can't believe you did that. It's so dumb watching. You know? And so I, I felt like that was the enemy. He's probably like,
1: go ahead, eat that. Eat, eat the
0: fruit. And then as soon as he did it, I mean, I'm, it's not in here, but I just hear him come, gosh,
1: why'd you eat that fruit? That's so dumb. Now you're going to know all this. Now you're going to fall. You're
0: done. I can just hear him saying that. But who told you? Who told you that you were naked? I feel like the Lord is saying in, in here today, I need to start asking that question. Because there, a, a, there was a time in my life that maybe a lot of y'all have heard my testimony that um, especially, you know, when I got married, I, didn't, I wasn't a great communicator. <laughs> I didn't have to communicate before I was married because I had two awesome brothers, but we didn't communicate. And, and when you're part of a family of three brothers and it's all sports and this, that, and the other, we didn't communicate a whole lot. So all of a sudden you get in this marriage and you're like,
2: man, this woman wants to
0: communicate. Really? I didn't know I signed up for all that. Anybody sign up for stuff that you didn't really know you were getting into? But that the coolest part about that is that I didn't—I never believed I was a communicator. I never believed I could do it. I, didn't, I mean, to even be up here, I mean, it is such the grace of God. And so all of a sudden, Lord one day just said this. Almost said this, Pastor. Who told you you couldn't communicate? Who said it?
1: And I had to answer that question. Did God say it? Mm-mm.
0: Did uh, the Word of God say that I couldn't communicate? Eh. Nothing of God was about that. Who told me? Experience. Yeah. Didn't have to do it. Myself. I told myself that and didn't anything. So what did I do? I repented. I said, God, forgive me for believing that I couldn't communicate. Forgive me. If you haven't told me that.
1: So I went from really despising having to sit and
0: like, it wasn't her, I just did, I didn't like sitting down talking before that. To I can talk two, three hours with her and be fine. So what's the difference? I was believing something that God had not told me. And so I just encourage you, there's things in your life that the enemy has gone and tried to speak in or encourage you in, whether it's through experience or through circumstances or whatever. But God's saying, who told you? Who told you that? And you need to start answering that question. Because if God didn't tell you that, and the enemy has, then we need to start repenting and renouncing those things. All right? Um, so you need to discern what voice you're hearing. Of course, there's the voice of God. There's the voice of man. There's the voice of the enemy. There's the voice of this world. I mean, I start, you need to start realizing that this, this voice, this society, speaks things into us, tries to dictate how we live. Do we listen? I remember I always remember going over to England. I was challenging the youth. Just because it's okay for a society to do this, is it okay for you? Have you heard that from God? You know, because they they live differently than we live. I mean, so it's it, it's even society in society. It tries to speak stuff into it. You got to be able to listen, know that, and discern it. Voice of the world, and also the voice of what myself. So now the problem is I got to get through five different voices to know really what the pure voice of God is. So that's why this is a little tricky. But it's not its not to a place where I give up. It's not where I, a place where I do it one time and I fail and I go, oh gosh, I ain't doing that again. Forget this, because it's so important. Um, go on. Second
1: facet of keys to hearing is just this whole thing about what? Cease striving. A lot of your versions will say, be still. kind of offer then. Can we be still? Cease striving. And what? No, that he God.
0: The facet of getting to know God is being able to practice this place of being still. That's, that's this whole society thing. That's what I'm saying. What's society tell us as men that we need to do? Move, do, be, go. If I'm sitting still, that means I am unproductive, right? But that true or not true? True. The society speaks that. It's not true for us as a, a man of God. We need to be able to sit still. Women of God, same thing, especially in our minds, you know. You know, it's racing, it's racing, racing. No,
1: be still.
0: I don't need to hear all those other things. Be still and I want to hear the voice of God. It's a, something I have to practice. It's something I have to just, sometimes for me especially, I'm a doer. I get things done. I like to have production. I like to see something that I've done. I'm being still and knowing that God is God, that's, that's all in here, not out here. I have to know that that's worth it. I have to know that that's valuable. Cease striving. I will be exalted among the nation. I will be exalted in the earth. you got to realize when you see be still, know he's God, then what happens? God gets exalted. Because I'm hearing things, and then I'm able to walk him out. That's when he's going to be exalted. All right, keep going. Uh, my soul wait in silence for God only. Oof. Sometimes I sound like, eh, know I do that? I be just be still and even just let him love on me? Even in, Sometimes even in the silence, he loves on me. For my hope is from him. Keep going. Incline your ear. My son, I love this song. Give attention to my word. Incline, I mean, that's the, incline means what? Trying to do this. Uh, incline means the what?
1: What? What? What do you, what do you isn't that
0: incline? I mean, that's what I see. It. Stretching out. That's when I looked it up in the Greek. That's what it means. Stretch out. Stretch out your ear. It's an active. Stretch out. My son, give attention to your words. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. You see that from, the, from our eyes to our heart to our ear, every part of who we are. God's saying, Listen. Keep going. For they are life to those who find them. Life. The word of God is life. And health to their bodies. Watch over your heart with all diligence. For. for, for or from it for the issues of life,
1: springs of life.
0: All right, incline my ear, listen. Look, look, look at These next two, these are awesome. The Lord God has given me the tongue of, a dis- of disciples that I may know how to sustain a weary, weary one with what a word. Okay, so who wants, who in here wants to be that type of person? I want, I want to be able to sustain when I'm going through that school, when I'm going through my campus. Going on day to day. When I'm going to the job, or when I'm just hanging out with a friend, and they are weary, who wants to sustain them with a with a word? Anybody in here? I like to. So how am I going to do that? Do I always have it within me to do it? No. But look what he does. He awakens me what morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. How am I going to get the word for the day? How am I going to get say I'm hanging? All of a sudden I see. Brian, and all of a sudden that God, God all of a sudden wants to speak something. I think a lot of times the word that God's given us, sometimes even awaken us, we won't even know it's for somebody else. We'll just, man, that's awesome. And all of a sudden we'll be talking to Brian and all of a sudden, wow, you will never believe this is the word for you today. You know? Or maybe God will just give it to me on the fly. I just, there's a place where God wants to awaken our ears. That's what I want to pray at the end. God starts beginning awakening our spiritual ears to hear. And awaken them sometimes morning by morning. Sometimes it's going to be night by night. <laughs> I'm not always the best morning person, but, uh, but morning by morning. all right. Look at this next one. Uh, Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You've heard the scripture. You have no money. Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? All right. Remember that whole bread thing? You know, Do not live on bread alone. Uh, why do you spend on money for what is not bread? And your wages for that which does not satisfy. So look at how he transitions this. Go on. Listen carefully to me. Eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. Incline, remember, incline your ear to. Sorry, incline your ear and come to me. Listen that you may what live. Important, important to be able to hear. So listen and incline. That's part of that whole thing. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercy shown to David. Isn't that awesome? Um so inclining our ear. And the last one, this whole keys to hearing, is to just practice. Yeah. You know? How do you how do you get good at something? You practice. Now sometimes that you know, I don't want you to just practice and go out and practice on every you know, this and, uh, this person or that person, whatever, but that's why family family's so important, isn't it? so that we can practice hearing God uh, in the midst of uh, one another. Concerning him, we have much to say, and it it's hard to explain, since you have become, what, dull of hearing. You know, I never realized, I never got this until we moved to Big Stone. Well, even when we were here in Cambria, uh, if you're down where uh, James and them live, which is where we lived, right in Cambria, right beside, like, what, 20 feet from the railroad tracks, 30? railroad tracks, okay? Now the greatest thing in that is that they don't blow a horn. They it, the worst part of that is that you just get that dinger. It's like ding 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 you know, the whole time I like, "Oh my god." But that was our honeymoon suite. Right, right
1: there. But you know what? Did I stopped. I stopped hearing it.
0: Why? Cuz I just deemed it what? It wasn't worthy to be heard. It wasn't worthy of recognition. So all of a sudden I didn't. Know. We moved to our second place that we lived was 100 yards from two uh, railroad track crossings. And they did blow the horn at each crossing that it was just down the street. You know what? I never—I stopped hearing them. People would come to our house and stay, and they're like, gosh, I was awake all night. <laughs> Stinking, <laughs> like trains came through there all day long. I'm like, all right, we just, I don't even hear them anymore. Why? Because I became dull of hearing. Okay? That can happen to us. We can get dull. So God wants to sharpen us. God wants to make us attentive. All right. For though by this time, wait minute, oh, sorry. Wait For though by this time, you ought to be teachers. You have need again of someone to teach you. Okay. There's places that we want to grow up in this, being able to hear hear the word of God, so that we can what be a what teacher. I believe that each person in here is called to be a teacher. Now, does that mean you're going to stand up here? Maybe not. That you're going to be able to teach and walk with people in life. And look at this. Um, you have a need again for the, you uh, to teach you the elementary principles, of God. You've come to need milk and not solid food. Go on to the next one. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. Okay. For he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature. and how do you get mature? You all of a sudden become it one day. I mean, you should be a mature man of God that how you're going to do it? No, it says because through what? Practice. They have their senses trained to discern between good and evil. So I know I've been training my ears to be able to hear. Okay, yeah, that's not of God. My flesh wants to receive that because it's condemnation and my flesh likes that. But that's not what what God says. I'm going to renounce that. That's not what I'm going to live by. So I've got to be able to start doing that on a daily basis, on a secondly basis, because the I mean, enemy he doesn't he doesn't care to jam up the airways. I mean he wants to jam up the airwaves. He wants to try to speak and do all sorts of stuff in circumstances of life, speak stuff that's not of God. He wants to have that stuff going. On, okay.
1: Um key response in this whole thing.
0: Let it be done according to your word. Remember Mary's response? You know, after <laughs> after he came to, uh, the angel came to Mary and said, hey, you're going to uh, have a kid, and this kid's going to be Jesus, Savior of the world, you know, all that, you know, that whole rendition. You'll put yourself in that situation. Wow, okay. And she speaks. She says, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how that's going to happen. And then he says, okay, well, this is going to happen. This is the way it's going to happen. And, yeah, you know, what was her response at the end of that? Let it be done according to what? Your word. What you have spoken, let it be done. Okay? And you can see that it's in this level of uh, spoken word because go on to that next slide, this last slide. Um, the verse above that. You the, the angel speaks, for nothing is impossible for God. You know that? And I think Rick has spoken this before. That's really not a great translation. I put in the Greek, this is exactly what it reads. Since no individual spoken word is impossible if it's from God. So What does that mean? That if God speaks something, it is impossible for it not to happen. So when he speaks something, that's why it's so important for us to hear. And to be able to walk that out. Because when He speaks it, like that's
1: what, when I, I want to be able to hear. You know, for Jim, get up out of that
0: chair and walk. Because if I hear from God and God speaks it, it's impossible for it not to come about. Now I know that there's some wishful thinking in me that I want, and I believe that He's going to get raised up. And I, but I want to even hear a, even those specific words. And
1: God says that.
0: To be able to, you know, i got to have the, courage to step out and say those things too but speak what he's speaking but mary said all right god this is impossible but let it be done according to your word and she got pregnant
1: with the king of kings and with the lord of lords
0: that's what happened that was that's that's why it's so powerful to hear the word and our response doesn't have to be well let me figure out how, God, you're going to do that. It's just same thing with Mary.
1: I have no clue how you're going to do that.
0: I mean, I'm sure she was saying The bells and whistles, I'm sure, were going off. But she managed to come to this place. This is the place where we want us to land today. God, just let it be done according to your work. Right, let that be just such a driving place of our faith that I don't have to you know, drum it all up, you know, as Rick was saying, here, let me have faith, uh, let me just figure out how I'm going to work harder,
1: and push harder, and think harder, no, it's about receiving,
0: inclining our ear to hear,
1: when we hear it,
0: being able to say, all right, God, wow, that's too big for me, let it be
1: done according to your word, your word, and so that, that there's I think, um,
0: you know, one of the biggest testimonies of my life, there's been, you know, I had salvation from eternal salvation. I I got saved from eternal uh, death uh, when I was uh, in college. But, I, I mean, I can remember three distinct, specific times where I got saved from myself in relationship to what God spoke. And I, that's what I'm saying. It's so critical that I hear because there's going to be some monumental switches in our spirit. I remember one time, um, you know, this is when I started really, I think we were walking with Rick for maybe a year and just started getting to know about the Word of God and just started getting confident a little bit. But I still couldn't stand. I really couldn't stand a lot about me. I really just didn't like who I was that much. Um, there was just a lot of reasons for that but you know i could perform that out well and i looked good on the outside and uh made everybody feel mitch yeah he's yeah, he's good yeah but very miserable on the inside and so i was i was just having i don't know if i was quiet time or what but i was sitting on the couch one day and i just said to myself i was just thinking about the love of god and, and he was saying you know like yeah yeah it's great god loves me you know i was like but he loves everybody you know, you get in that mindset. You're like, "Well, what's so special about that?" And I just got that place. I'm serious. I got that thought. I mean, I wasn't saying it out loud. It was a thought inside me, and the Spirit of God so strongly spoke. Like it—it it, it felt audible, but I'm, I know it wasn't. But it felt so audible. And he's like, "He spoke back into me,
1: Mitch. I like. You. I like who you are." And I'm serious. That one,
0: just hearing that thing right there, transformed my life. Transformed. I didn't walk around miserable anymore. I really, I really received. I mean, I had to receive that. I mean, some of us probably have heard God, even God loves me, but we've got to be able to receive that. Now, sometimes we're that's a place, trying to get our heart in a place to receive. But man, when He spoke that to me, I was like, He's like, I like what you, how you walk with people. You know, there's things in your life that, yeah, I want to, I want to walk out from you because they're not from me, and that's okay. But I like who you are because I breathed that into you. I spoke and created that in you, and so it was like this, so free. So, I mean, that happened at least two other times, especially within a certain amount of period where he spoke into me, and all of a sudden it changed direction in my life. And he continues to do that. So I just encourage you that that's why the voice of God is you. Um, I think sometimes we always think, well, gosh, I just want to hear the voice of God so I can know what's in the future and this, that, and the other. That's not what it's about. It's hearing him and walking with him. That's, that's a facet of it. Yeah, I encourage you to come to a prophetic time. If you are very interested and you believe that God speaks to you a lot and that you want to be able to convey that to other people and you believe that God speaks to you for other people, come and train that. In our prophetic ministry, that's a great area. But I don't want you to feel like if I'm not a part of the prophetic ministry, I'm I'm doomed to not hear. Everyone can hear. All shall know me from the least of days. All shall know.
1: I just want to. I
0: just want to pray that, Lord. We just uh, I just want to speak, God. That God, we're so convinced today. God, of your word, of how you speak, of your voice, of your kingdom, of your life, that your Holy Spirit would just come and just breathe into us, God, breathe into us, God, just the, that that voice, that, God, that you you just begin to speak, you, know, you begin to uh, empower us to hear those places that, uh, who told you, who told you you couldn't hear? I wanna, just want to focus on that, who told you you couldn't hear?
1: Father, I just pray that you would break off any just religion
0: or just any uh, uh, just false uh, conclusion that we've made that we can't hear and that you don't speak, God. Lord, we just want to break that off, God. We just want to be able to open our ears, incline our ears, make our ears attentive, awaken our ears morning by morning. God, I pray that, God, you would awaken our ears to hear, our spiritual ears, God. We we know we all have physical ears. there's anybody in here that needs a touch, even in their uh, physical ear, God, we pray right now in Jesus' name, you would open that, God, you would open that Lord, to hear, to physically hear. God, I also pray, uh, even just as significantly, that our spiritual ears would be open to hear so that we can be healed. Some of us need to hear what you are saying to us. We don't need to hear it from just like the people of God did to Moses. You, know, you go here, and then you come and relay it to us. So that we can, so so we can hear. God, that's, that's not what, you came, you got, you came and you rent the veil. Even what we're talking about next week about this whole thing of resurrection. On that day, you rent the veil because you wanted us to come into the holy of holies and to be able to be with you. God, that's just as significant. To be with you. You said, I don't want to, be, I don't want another man having to come and speak to you. I want to speak. That's awesome that these men get up and speak their heart before
1: you. But I want to speak to you, says the Lord. The so Lord, we just pray that we would be able to receive. We would be able to receive. just going to speak this that Danielle shared with me in Genesis. And the Lord said, let there be light. And what happened? There
2: was light. And in Revelation, and he said,
1: "He has an ear. Let them hear."
2: And so, in in understanding, I mean, I think the Lord is speaking to Daniel and speaking to us that it, we can believe because we saw the sunshine and at the same power that that He's saying that let you have touch your ears. Do you have ears? This morning, I went back in the children's department. We rubbed our ears. Rub your ears. Do you, I'm not, we're not tickling our ears. We're not scratching them. We're not. We're waking them up. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Let them hear. It, it, you should ask uh, Brandon and Simone as a testimony that at the men's encounter, the Lord spoke to Brandon Brinkley. It's hard to get all those framers in there. <laughs> but said, it said to Brandon, it was very difficult for Brandon because he says, just out of the box. And the Lord had given me a scripture about how the Lord picked up. A, the mud, uh, made mud with his spit, he put it on the man's eyes, he, he, young man's eyes, and the man went and washed. And what happened? He that was blind could see. And he said, "I don't, I don't know this man, but I know this. I once was blind, and now I see." And Brendan had us to spit on our fingers and put our fingers in our ears, that our ears would clean up. And Brendan, Simonis, boom, he, he audibly and spiritually felt his ears open, felt his ears open, and and was was hearing in such a way. Now, I'll say this to you, as as Mitch read this scripture in John, and it said, what, about coming to the door and about the sheep that know his voice? The Lord spoke two things to me. That maybe there's someone in here that you're at a place of saying, but I don't know him. I can see all of you, and and I can see that the Lord God exists, and I, I can at least believe because I see but I don't know Him. And I would just say unto you, today is your day. Today is your day. That, that You know, I don't know what needs to happen for you, but I can tell you that, that the heavens open up and the Lord God is knocking today and say, today I desire to be your Savior. I desire to, to come in and, and... And I really hear Him say, take care of all those things that you're struggling with. And so I would just say to you, if you're in a place to say, well, I've just never confessed the Lord. There's a part about it that says that a stranger, you don't have to be a stranger. Okay? I don't know who the Lord's speaking to, but I also know that some of you, it says in that first voice, that we choose not to knock at the door, but we choose to go around and climb, and that's like a thief. And I would say unto you that the Lord, those of you who know Him, and you call upon him as savior he's saying you don't have to climb the wall you don't have to be embarrassed and go around, but you can come to the door and he'll greet you he'll greet you that you could that you could answer that question, well, who said this and, he, and let him say it wasn't me who made these false conclusions and these accusations on you okay? I, I, I just I really feel that, and I think that the third thing is that Mitch spoke to us that the father of all light, is blowing the train horn. Woo! Woo!
1: And you've become dull. We've made
2: His voice come. Like the railroad And so I, I'm just going to pray for you I, and I'm going to release you. Some of you, you, you need a place to just be here before the Lord. You don't need humans. You just need you and the Lord time. And we'll preserve that right up... Right up there, near the step, and there's some of you that says, "I just need someone to stand with me." And so you, you, and someone will come and stand with you. And some of you, it's that door right there, because you got to walk. You know it. Maybe you're in a place as I pray that you're going to repent for making the 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 sound dull, or maybe that you've not let every part of your heart be saved. But the real the real thing at this point is to be empowered by the God of all salvation and walking it and walk it out. Father, we thank yeah. you for today. Lord, we thank you that we we get to go triumphantly. Mm-hmm. We get to dance out of this room as your creation declaring your goodness inside to the outside. Father, your word says that we would not be a stranger. And Lord, I just speak to the to the heart that's in in a place of back and forth that says, but I want to know Him. But I I say today's your day. The Lord God cries out and says, today is your day. That I get to come in and battle the struggles so you don't have to be weak anymore.
1: But I thank you that today Lord, today there's they're sons and daughters that have felt like they've had to go around. And today they get to come directly to you. They get to choose to come directly to you. They're going to experience not, not a hand that comes up from behind, but a hand that embraces and picks up. The goodness. The goodness of God.
2: And Lord, I just speak. Woo! <laughs> Woo! that the sound yeah, of the Lord, yeah, Lord. That's, that we have dulled, but we just put our fingers to our ears and say, ear, hear. If that's you, just lay hands to your, to your ears. Ear, hear. Yeah, Lord, hear. The Word of God. Hear the voice of God today. When we repent,
1: we repent, God, for, for choosing that it's dull instead of cr- crisp and clear. But I just thank you that as we, as we walk out, as we walk out, Lord, I just speak over these people
2: that they hear crisply and clearly the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to invite you to come. If you want to to pray one with the Lord, two, if you want someone to stand with you, and then I I'm going to just say, I'm, all of us are going to love one another, and just make sure those people have that time, and it may mean that we have to step out in the lobby and, and fellowship. It's a beautiful day out there, and so okay.
0: Also, before Angie speaks, okay. um, a couple of things I encourage you too is if you want to get prayer for healing, you can just come over here in this corner, and um, I know we've been given words in relationship really to that, and, and uh, I want to speak even today. It was funny, last week, as we were speaking, Lois uh, testified that as I was giving out, as I was speaking out the whole list um, of healings, that, that her elbow got healed even as we were speaking, because um, she was going to get come up and get prayer for that, but uh, just a sense of the left hand, of the knuckles, or the ring finger, and also a right lower lower jaw area, it could be a tooth or something like that, but. Just those two things specifically, but if you also want anything uh, as far as prayer for healing, come and we'll lay hands on you as well.
3: I just felt like the Lord was strongly wanting me to share share a quick testimony, and I think it kind of goes in with this, but um, a while back, I had, like years ago, I remember having people be like, oh, we needed a car, and God gave us one. And if you notice, I have a little belly on me here, Mm -hmm. and this is going to be baby number four, and we only had a little Jeep, and this week. Five, five seats yeah three it only five has five feet. seats and we needed six seats and even when we were thinking about having another kid we were just like well God's gonna have to do a lot it's financially we can't afford it and you know this week I have a van seat but in my driveway not only that it's I have three cars in my driveway and all of them were given to me yeah. every single one so God just tried to touch my heart to just tell you guys that there's people sitting here yeah, thinking that that hasn't been given to me or that hasn't happened to me or just like Mitchell saying I can't hear God but God I just really I just felt him impressing on me that people need to hear this and I, and I was just sitting there wondering yesterday God how did I go from oh other people that happens to other people but I to having three cars in my driveway mm-hmm. given me about three different people
1: right. cool and i part. just could
3: say faith You know, there's this place in my heart that just has this faith. Even this week, it was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this or that. Joe was just saying, I just felt God was telling me to be patient and just don't try to do it in your own strength. Sit and be still and just know that he can take care of it. And when you let him control and you let go, so many much more better things happen because for mm-hmm. years I tried to do it all. And one time God was just like, um, I think you might want to let me try now. <laughs> and he's done better way than ever I tried to do it. So I would just say, you know, he, he, some of you are saying I can't hear. And God's saying, it. yes, you can. It's time to open your ears. It, it's time to start looking for those signs and it start looking for those things. And it starts little and it grows into some amazing faith. From where we wanted Joe, one time, Joe, we were in LA, and he was like, I want this laundry detergent. And he was like, he knew we couldn't afford it. It was expensive. And we used to go to this church and they had like a pantry. He walked in and he saw the laundry detergent there. And he was just like, God spoke to him, like just the little things in the faith that we need to start watching for. Because that's what has grown our faith into this week's, you know, having this baby and saying, we know God's going to take care of this vehicle issue. And he has.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Amen. 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 Come on now. Give the Lord a clap. Come on. Lord, we just speak that as we as we go, that there's some people that are needing to believe. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And and we'll stand with you and believe. We'll believe. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Encourage you if you want some prayer, come on up, we'll pray for you. If not, have an awesome week. See you back next week. Easter, or if you're going somewhere, have a blessed Easter.